0: 10 P.M., February the 4th, 2020. Good evening and welcome to our monthly Sycamore Township meeting. Tonight's meeting is being videotaped and will be available on our Township webpage. And then going forward, all of our trustee monthly meetings and workshop <coughs> meetings will be available on our webpage and on YouTube. And we're working on live streaming and expect to have this available in the near future. First up tonight is uh, Mr. Weidman with our invocation. If you would please stand, those who can.
1: Uh, this is from uh, former uh, pastor at St. Vincent Ferrer, uh, Father Terry Hamilton. Loving God, as we begin our meeting, we do so with the awareness that without your divine presence here at the center of our meeting, our work will be empty. Grace us with your wisdom and vision that we might be open to your guidance and inspiration. May all of our decisions be for the good of the township and the citizens we serve, amen. Please
0: remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. I
2: pledge pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America
3: and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible,
4: with liberty and justice for all.
0: Call on the fiscal officer, Mr. Porter, for the roll call.
5: Um, Mr. LaBarbera? Here. Uh, Mr. Weedman, Present. Mr. James?
1: Here.
0: And the approval of the minutes?
1: Motion to approve uh, minutes from January 2nd, uh, special meeting. Second. And uh, uh, our regular meeting in January 14, our 2020 workshop.
0: Meeting. Well, let's, let's do them separately. Okay. Go ahead. Motion to
1: approve January 2nd, 2020 special meeting. Second.
0: Any, any comments, discussion? Mr. Porter.
5: Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye.
1: I'll make a motion to approve January 2nd regular meeting. Second.
0: Discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr.
5: Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye.
0: And I'll make a motion to
1: approve January 14th workshop meeting. Second. Mr. Porter.
0: Discussion?
5: Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye.
0: Mr. Porter, you have the the bills and receipts?
5: Yes. um, We have receipts of $581,489.09, disbursements of $22,884.72. A complete uh, listing of all receipts and disbursements is available in the office. Motion to to approve.
0: Second. Discussion?
5: Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. Weeman? Aye. Mr. Jakes? Aye.
0: Okay, next we have the public comments. Uh, Mr. Warwick. Uh,
6: first is, is Bob Vixen-Vilson, I can't read it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kathy?
0: For public comments, what we're going to do, we have guidelines that we're using that were set up by last year's board. We're using the uh, time limit of four minutes. Uh, this isn't a dialogue. We're not going to answer any questions. Although in the four-minute period, you can ask one question after another. You can sing. You can do whatever you want to do for four minutes, and uh, we may answer some of the questions you have uh, after you're finished. I did used to dance. And uh, <laughs> we may we may start answering those questions during our trustees' comment section at the end of the evening, or if you have a question and. You want us to answer it, leave uh, contact information and somebody will get back to you.
7: Okay, thank you. Can you hear me? Sometimes, okay. Can, can you hear me?
3: Can everyone back there hear okay. her? No, um, they can't actually. I
7: wanted to ask the uh, uh, township to contact the various high schools and ask for artwork to be uh, displayed in our lobby. Uh, and I'd be happy to, to take the lead on that to contact. There, it sounds like I'm on now. Uh, okay. <laughs> But uh, so I'm asking if, uh, if we could display high school artwork in our lobby here. And I, as I was saying, I'd be glad to, to be the person of contact or if, if the township wants to do that. But I like to promote the arts of young people. Uh, we have many talented <coughs> artists in our uh, high schools, and this would be a, a great opportunity to display their work. And of course, our taxes are supporting their training. So if you want to answer that later, you can. Um, I wanted to ask uh, our police officers, uh, uh, this is a different question, and I did call uh, Tori, and he's not here tonight, and I asked him to alert you to this. Uh, What kind of training do uh, you all receive regarding domestic violence? Because we had a murder-suicide, the worst kind of domestic violence that there can be, and what kind of training do you have, especially in reaching out to the victim of domestic violence?
8: We have yearly training and online
7: training. About what? What's it teach you to do? Or maybe that's too long a discussion. Can people look at that? Or yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am.
8: I can get back with you. And okay. Discuss it with you.
7: And is that as a group uh, uh, or online? That's just you look at it and.
8: that's one on one online, but then as a group and service training, which is yearly.
7: Okay. Well, I think that's important to have because we've, you know. We have reports of domestic violence. And, of course, you have the most serious one here, occur just not too Excuse long Excuse me, ago.
0: Kathy. We, we don't want a dialogue going on. Just okay. Sorry about okay. that.
7: Okay. Uh, I would like for the uh, Sycamore Township to support the Cooper Creek Collaborative, uh, especially in the purchasing of addi- additional trees. Uh, the trees that are going to be uh, planted by the... Groundwork Ohio Valley, which is a local youth workforce development organization (laughs) focused on helping uh, young people get experience in green jobs. Each of the trees will be four to six feet tall uh, and a one to two inch uh, diameter, they're gonna be good trees. Uh, There'll be a wide variety of trees um, and if they fail, there will be a replacement policy. So I'm hoping that Sycamore Township, and these will be mostly in the Cooper Creek Collaborative area, which would be over by Bechtold Park in that area. And, of course, we know how severe the emerald ash borer has devastated the elm trees in our urban canopy. So this is a way to replace that uh, and to mitigate the harm that's been done by overdevelopment. Uh, on the last note, I hope that we will support <coughs> community gardens. Uh, there are people that want to have them, and I think a good place for them to be would be in our parks, Somewhere you have water, you have parking, you have toilet facilities, you have electricity, and so I'm hoping that we will reach out to the people that are interested in doing that and support them in that. Thank you.
0: Thank you. (coughs) Uh,
6: Becky Gayness.
2: Becky Gannis, I live at 4687 Largo Drive. Um, last time I was here, I talked about the need for a sidewalk by the hospital, and I brought an illustration, but I'm not gonna spend my time passing that out because there isn't much time. What I wanna talk about is Happiness Way. Um, my understanding is that road would be closed, but apparently now it, the fence has been moved across the street and it has been, a, our public road has been effectively annexed onto the private site. The gate has been moved to Kenwood Road, and my understanding is that we were trying to avoid having the gate at Kenwood Road, because if we did, then they could put it on their own site. They didn't need our road. Now, Bank of America is building on the corner, busy corner of Montgomery Road and Kenwood. There are curb cuts right by the intersection but we're not doing anything special for them. They're gonna run those construction vehicles in and out of there without any problem at all, and nobody's doing anything about that. The theater was built, all the projects on Montgomery, or on Kenwood, and on Galbraith have been built without anybody having to close roads, except for happiness. Now, downtown, I park every day in a six-story parking garage. Hundreds of cars go in that and out of that garage all day long. Hundreds of cars go up and down Sycamore Street all day long. And right across the street, there is a construction entrance. And they have not closed the road. We all coexist, the cars, the construction vehicles, every single day. There's a little bit of dirt because that's the nature of construction. It's not a big deal. We drive through. But for some reason, CIG has convinced you all that it needs happiness way. Why is it different for them? Why do they need our road? The road that I have traveled on for 20 years, the road some of my neighbors have traveled on for even more years. Why can't we coexist on that road? There's a lot fewer of us than the hundreds of cars that are traveling on Sycamore Street every single day. We're grownups, we know when it's too congested the construction vehicles, we can make adjustments. When they need to help their vehicles come into the construction site, a man comes out with a flag, slows the traffic down, they bring them in, <coughs> and then the traffic <coughs> resumes. Why can't we do that unhappiness way? I would like to, that road to come back. I think I can share that road with a few construction trucks It's not the end of the world. Now, CIG told you that we wanted that road closed. Well, no one said it at the meetings. I want that road closed. Nobody said, I want to be inconvenienced and have less access to my home. In fact, what they said was the complete opposite. They said, we don't want that road closed. We want access to that. Now, I expect to hear that it's too late, that they've already started. All they've started doing is some demolition. They haven't even started doing site work. There's no reason that fence can't go back on their property. There's no reason that road can't be opened. There's no reason we can't coexist. And both use the road, just like I do every single day with hundreds of other cars on Sycamore downtown. The Kroger building was just built downtown. It's surrounded by three roads It's 100% footprint on that property. From the minute they put the caissons in to the topping up to the tenant space, they never closed a road to put that in. We don't need to either. And it's not too late to change it. And I'm asking you to change it. We use that road. I've used it for 20 years. I'd like to continue to use it.
0: Becky, thank, thank you.
2: Um, if I still have time, I'll pass out what i
0: talked about with the, can I bring this up to you? Sure,
3: sure. May I ask a few questions, since I'm new here, and Mr. Kellams might be able to answer this, or the other trustees. Was closing happiness, uh, something envisioned at the start of construction on the site, or something envisioned to happen as the project was completed as one of the conditions of rezoning?
4: from my understanding it was at the start of demolition Uh, it was in the resolution to close the road uh, mainly to keep the construction traffic from going through the neighborhood
3: and this is embodied in the resolution approving the the zoning parameters for the project then yes okay and was the plan also to close off the entirety of happiness during the construction because from what I understand from uh, what I've seen at the area and seen in photos they've actually crossed happiness over to the sidewalk on the jewish hospital side and then closed it all the way down and have the fence out at the entrance to happiness uh at kenwood road that is still our road that Mm -hmm. they are using i don't know if they're staging materials on it or not but i thought there were entrance points into let me let me finish sorry i thought there were entrance points into jewish hospital from there as well so are we uh, or are they unnecessarily constricting some of that should they move this back at least uh to the entrance uh to what they've closed off in there? Mm -hmm.
4: Uh, There are two entrances to Jewish, uh, their parking lot there. They do have access from the front. Uh, We talked with Chief and we also talked, or we didn't, the contractor talked with Jewish Hospital uh, about the closure uh, before it ever happened. So um, the resolution is kind of open-ended. The resolution just says the road should be closed it doesn't say when it should be opened so that would be up to you gentlemen
3: and and was that closure based upon any traffic studies done at the time or was it based on the understanding the residents (coughs) wanted that was there some reason for doing it I'm I'm curious
4: Uh, I
1: I think that it it was um, it was closed because the residents had expressed significant concern about let me finish this please Uh, the residents had had, um, suggested that there would be construction traffic coming through frolic and into the back side and also parking of which we're trying to make sure there's no parking on frolic as well so that was the discussion during the CIC hearings and it, we, it was it was touched on on multiple occasions and I believe that's why that was put into the resolution to to um, to close that off now I think as Tracy has suggested I think we our our thought was let them get through the construction So we don't have construction traffic coming through the neighborhood. And once they get through the construction, if the residents want to open it, I think we're all okay with that. I think just the biggest issue was having construction vehicles coming down Frolic and having construction workers parking on Frolic. We didn't want either of that to disrupt the neighborhood. So that was the reason for that.
0: And I also remember that. Tracy, one of the things uh, a number of (coughs) neighbors have called and asked about the demolition starting like at 7 o'clock in the morning. Do we never put a time period on that, did we? We did not.
4: Did we, do we, do have not? we have a noise resolution noise resolution ordinance. It starts at 7
0: a.m. It starts at 7. Okay. Right.
6: Okay. Next is uh, is it Jill and Ryan
0: James or? <laughs> well, they just signed in.
3: Were you just signing in? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let me ask before we move on, though, Mr. Wark, that would you make a note to make opening happiness way a point of discussion in a future <laughs> workshop i think we should talk about that more i i expect that a lot of the neighbors who may have been concerned about that at time had that uh, wrapped up together with their unhappiness with the project overall and it we should separate the two issues and at least consider it and get some public input and talk about whether that makes sense going forward and maybe it does make sense to keep it closed for now but i think we should talk about that okay thank you uh,
6: standish
9: with the bills and read receipts, uh, Mr. Porter, is it possible that we could also get an update on our assets? I remember the previous administrator gave us some dire predictions as to the financial well-being of our township. I think it would be good for us to track how much money, in fact, the township does have. Um, That's just a humble suggestion. I don't think it'd be too difficult to get uh, that data. and then I'm going to throw a task out that hopefully uh, those in charge can accomplish. But if any of you have ever gone anywhere and tried to list Sycamore Township as a mailing address, it doesn't exist. We do not exist, according to the U.S. Postal Service. That's an insult. So I'm Tasking the township so I don't hopefully have to do it. We've got video cameras, by the way, thank you. Um, but this is something simple. I'd like to be able to list that I live in Sycamore Township and have something mailed there. But right now, I can't do that. Nobody in the township can. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you
6: Kathy Kuznetsky. Kat.
1: Kat, by the way, being a uh, being a retiree from the post office, you could well, probably. I was going to respond that to that. <laughs> <laughs> Since, all right,
10: Cincinnati, all of Cincinnati is 452. I live in 45236. I can write Kenwood. I can write Memphis. As long as the zip code is 45236, that's where it's going to go. This happens to be it. well, Sycamore Township has several different zip codes. Actually, I think three off the top of my head. I don't, I don't remember. But, um, so you can write Sycamore Township and sometimes when I even get on Facebook, it'll say I live in Sycamore. But um, you can write Sycamore Township and it will go to wherever the zip code is that you put on there. I'm gonna find out for you. I'm gonna look into that. So anyway, Thank you, us. Now, pardon me if I'm gonna cover a couple things. I've been rushing in and out of town, going home to Michigan, my father's not doing well. So this, a couple things, these things may have already been covered. I'm gonna talk real fast. First of all, I'd like to thank, Tom responded to me, and Mr. Cullums responded to me, and the Sycamore uh, Sheriff's Department for putting the speed thing on Styrex. It has made a little difference. I appreciate it. Through the holidays, It was a madhouse. Uh, Judy, didn't you almost get taken out by a guy turning left when you were turning left and went around you left? It's been a madhouse, so yeah. And I I believe that's made a difference and I appreciate it, the quick response. And um, so thank you for that. I don't just complain, I think also. (laughs) So uh, that was much appreciated. Kathy, I have an art background. I'd love to help you with getting art if you want some help. Also, last year at the end of the season, I bought about four million things, of little seeds, at the dollar store. I bought, I think, their whole big thing of seeds. So I would love to donate some seeds if you want, if you're going to do the planting thing. Okay. I have a ton of them. All right. Also, I came because of Happiness Way. I sat through every single meeting too. It was brought up. I had heard at one point um, Greg Pacero say the neighborhood didn't want, didn't want Happiness open. I never heard that from township people i keep i mean from our neighborhood people i keep hearing that it was brought up it could have been brought up in the meetings that happened before we were all involved in it the rest of the neighborhood but yes my main concern is i want happiness way open um i i would like to i would like us to thank you for saying we can bring that up a little bit more maybe if they need it during do they only work monday through friday i've been out of town so i haven't been paying attention or are they working on the weekends over there On the weekends, too? Okay, so we can't have it on the weekends. So I appreciate that because that, I do believe, has to be addressed. Then I just have two quick questions. I think that's everything I have here. What are they building back here?
4: Maintenance storage facility.
10: Okay. And are there plans being talked about what's happening over on our end of the neighborhood over there by the old Pep Boys? Any word on what's going on over there? I don't
1: think we've...
10: Not even thought about it yet?
1: We're still working on it
10: when will we know anything about that
1: Tom? i don't know i I mean i think we have a uh, traffic study we're going to address later on in the meeting here which will actually include that property
10: okay
3: we have that there have been some discussions with uh, others about potential things that could go in there though so there's activity going on trying to figure out what to go there but there's no plan yet
10: right and i'm not objecting to a plan over there you own the property that's great my concern is We've heard all the rumors, and that's why I'm trying to get on top of this. They had the curve about taking streets out of our neighborhood. I mean, you know, we've—I'm sure you've heard us—all the rumors we've heard. So I just—Cat, like don't to. worry about that. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not freaked. No, I look I'm,
0: serious. Freaking? I'm serious. I'm
10: serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very calm about it. I just wanted to know, There's since I seat. have been out of touch, what is going on, and if we'll be involved.
0: It's a different day.
10: Okay, I'm cool with that. Thank you very much.
6: That's all the names I have, unless I miss somebody. Picked it up right at seven.
0: Anybody else? Okay, we go on, move on to the Sheriff Patrol report. And tonight, uh, pinch hitting, we got Corporal Kid.
8: Yes, sir. <coughs> Nothing to report. <laughs>
0: Nothing. All right. We'll move on to the EMS and fire report with. Uh, Please. Are you all set? I Rob and Mr. Penn.
3: Actually, I, I have a few questions of the Sheriff's Office if you do have some information, if, if I may first. Is there any update that you could share as to the Hampton Inn investigation? We keep hearing arrests are imminent. Have any happened yet, or is that still I'm not sure. Okay. And I know a lot of people were concerned about the the Kemper Road incident that the chief was also deeply involved in. Maybe one of you could address that and just provide any information you could to the public here. Go ahead.
11: (laughs) Well, um, there was a lot of scattered information, and I don't want Anything that's going to take away from a police investigation, uh, I do know that uh, there was a girlfriend and a and, and the male that was at the residence, and the, the male threatened to <coughs> shoot his girlfriend, and then he threatened to shoot any police that arrived on the scene. And when the police arrived on the scene, there was gunshots. So the police, as they would normally do, they they backed out, took precautions, and called in SWAT team and I think the, they called the bomb unit in for the robot, and they put the, brought the robot in to search the house, and uh, they found two deceased people in the house, so it, everything played out pretty much how the assailant described how he was gonna do things. So um, other than that, I I don't know what, I don't know what
0: Chief, what do you have?
11: Okay. Um, I have um, a renewal for a fire inspector contract. Um, the law director will have that for you. Uh, Doug Rath, our, our fire inspector, he's a, a private contractor that contracts with the township for his services. Um, for those that you don't know, he was a formal uh, employee of the township for 30-something years. As assistant chief and as a fire inspector and then when he retired he came back and did contract work for the fire inspector the nice thing about maintaining doug is that he knows the township like the back of his hand i mean the guy knows every building he knows every person that owns the buildings and it makes our day-to-day activities so much smoother when he knows who to talk to who's been the problem people who's not been the problem people and so on and so forth so it's very, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a luxury to have him in the position he's in. The contract that he, when he came into the fire department with me, is his contract was written as being under the zoning department under Harry Holder. So we had to update that. So we, we changed the contract over to under the fire department, under the fire chief, and then um, uh, kept everything else pretty much the same. The only thing I did request that I put in the contract was uh, a little bit of a raise for him, $2.50 an hour raise. Uh, The original contract was in 2006, and he's not had a raise since then. So I was requesting to to get that raise on top of it. But everything else is pretty much uh, the language is pretty much the way the old contract was. (coughs) The the only other thing I have is... uh, Last Saturday, I had to make a executive decision to go buy a refrigerator that went out in the station. It went totally black, so they had no refrigerator. Uh, we weren't at a point of having a meeting to get one, so I told them to go get one <laughs> here or <laughs> up north or, 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 or down, here. down here. Down here, down here. Yeah, it was, it was eight years old. Um, it mm. it totally um, just quit getting cold, and uh, so we uh, we wanted. Got got at record burger, 6, so it was $2,699 so it was a little bit over $2,500 so I wanted to let you guys know
0: that that, that expense took place and that's all I got Chief, I'm to ask you, there was a front page story in the Enquirer on Sunday, front page story, Cincinnati Fire Department and the big thing was can you trust your nearby fire hydrants? There was a story about Lower Price Hill. Uh, how are we in Sycamore Township? Can you trust our fire hydrants? Oh yeah. Okay.
11: Yeah, we uh, we go out every we go out every year and, and, and flush them, open them, make sure they, they they open and close, and then uh, that that results in in the fall time happening to go and pump them off. So the only thing the only <coughs> thing we limited doing is is flow testing, where we get the flows on them because we get good readings from Cincinnati Water Works on what the gallons per minute flow is. And by doing that, it sometimes it <coughs> creates more havoc than it's worth. We end up with busted water mains and we end up with people with rusty water and the, their showers and their dishwashers and their washing machines and so on. And so on. so if for, for us to go out and actually do a flow test, we would have to put signage up at the, at the house or, or on the street of the houses we're gonna do and, and give them good enough notice that if we're gonna be flow testing during this time period, don't run no water in your house. And if you do run it, run it out of a, just a tap where you're not dumping rusty water in your clothes and a washing machine and that sort of thing. So there's a little more to it, but because we get good numbers from Cincinnati Waterworks on our flows, we, it's not that critical that we do it. And, and these numbers come from ISO. ISO goes to the waterworks, they get the numbers, um, from them because they need that to make it part of our ISO grade. So they get the numbers from them and then they share them with us. So we we know what our flows are. The whole township is anywhere from the the worst flow is around nine hundred gallons a minute and it'll go up to twenty two hundred, twenty three hundred. So we have got very good water in the township.
6: Anything
0: water. else for the chief?
6: He's got. A, do you want to do the resolution?
3: Quick. Sorry. Qu- question first. Have your you guys have been doing uh, some training work in the Hauser building that's about to come down too? Haven't you? We, yeah. Is that still going on? No, or is we're concerned? done.
11: We're done with that. Actually, uh, we stopped on the houses down here, and but we op- we were offered the building um, where is, mm-hmm. that they're taken down. Mm-hmm. Um, they worked. They they trained in it last week. I think we're getting really close to the tear down on that. So I don't know if they're. In it. We've gotten excellent training opportunities between the the departments down there and this house down here. We very, very seldom get training materials like that or buildings that we can go in and tear up and just act like firemen, you know. (laughs) Uh, So it it was pretty nice to do that and with so many new guys that we've got, they just enjoyed it, too. I mean, we they learned so much. I mean, you can you can read a book on how to swing an ax and hit a solid piece of wood and it bounces back in your face, but until it, you do it, <laughs> you learn a lot from it. So uh, the, the opportunity was great that we were able to do so much training in those buildings. Very good, Thanks, sorry to Jay. interrupt.
7: Uh, yeah, do you
6: wanna do to the side? resolution? Sure, um,
12: <clears throat> this is to,
6: for the contract for the fire inspector.
12: Yeah, just to piggyback off uh, what Chief Penny said. So, uh, Doug Morath has a LLC, a limited liability company. So, you'll see in the title of the resolution up there on the uh, PowerPoint that the uh, contracts with Safety Compliance Inspections LLC. Uh, Doug Morath, who Chief Penny was talking about, is um, effectively the president of the company. The uh, legal term is managing member, but he's basically the president of the company. Um, the last contract uh, was 2016, was the contract, and that was at $27 an hour. And as Chief Penny mentioned, uh, it's being raised $2.50 an hour to $29.50 an hour. And um, you know, the, the township has has different people, different agencies doing different things that all have to do with construction, development. Um, we use the Hamilton County Building Department to issue permits. Uh, building permits if you want to build something new Uh, our zoning department uh, takes care of making sure what you want to build is within zoning uh, so that you're not building an office in a residential area for example and then part of all that you have to review these plans that people submit and one of the things you review for um, is compliance with the Ohio fire code uh, to make sure smoke detectors are where they need to be safety lights where they need to be And that's what Safety Compliance Inspections LLC is gonna be doing uh, for the township in part. And then Chief Penny also doing the annual fire inspections that are required as well, correct? Right. So that's um, the contracts attached to the resolution um, and it's available online. If anybody wants to take a look at it, it's not very long, but the resolution just calls out that we're going to be entering into a contract with Safety Compliance Inspections or SCI for the services that I just mentioned. Um, that blank line you see up at the top of the contract will, of course, be filled in once the resolution, if the resolution is passed. And then um, Mr. Morass Company will be engaged to do their work. So, Mr. Chairman, I have for uh, the board's consideration a uh, resolution authorizing a contract with Safety Compliance Inspections, LLC, for the provision of life safety and fire inspections, as well as fire building plan review and dispensing with the second reading service
3: second discussion I, just a few a few questions if I may do we bill out uh, Doug's time for some of this uh, for some of the services we do provide and recover you some know. of that or is this an not exp-
11: billed out that way but Doug, Doug has made more in plan review fees than what we paid him last okay year. a lot so he his, the revenue that we get in from him is, is mainly through plan review fees Anytime, anytime a, a new or an existing construction, they have to do welding permits, fire hydrant usage, anything like that. They have to come and get a permit for it. And the the plan reviews that he does when he, when he gets those plans and that big around, that packs a lot of money. You know, and and every one of the every everything that gets done in the township has to have a plan to it. And then on, and then the other thing is by state law. We have to inspect yearly hospitals, nursing homes, uh, child care centers, foster homes, um, and um, uh, I think that was, and hotels. Those have to be done accompanied by a state fire inspector that comes down from the state. So he's uh, definitely involved in that. Too. Okay,
0: the Mr.
11: the part of the the part of the contract that is in there on after hours. Uh, Doug does a lot of after hours inspections, uh, off hours, and most of them are very early in the morning. He's going to, he has to do a fire inspection or do a uh, uh, something where they're testing the system on a building that opens up at eight o'clock and it's a thriving building. They'll usually request to get that done at like five o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. so it's all done and finished. So when they open up, it doesn't disrupt the normal the, the business hours. Mm-hmm. So he'll, he'll come in and do that. He charges for the extra, and we pay him a little bit more to do that. But it all works out. He still make, we
5: still make money on it. Thanks, Very you. good. Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James.
12: Aye.
0: <clears throat> okay, roads, maintenance, and uh, recreation
6: a, report. Mr. Chair, the, can we just have a motion on the then and now uh, PO for the refrigerator?
1: Motion oh. to approve. Second. For $2,699. dollars oh. Yeah, second
6: and he has what we have one more purchase order for fire department and it's uh, for $50,000 uh, this is uh, uh, said this should have probably been done with the original budget it's another section of the fire spending um, and we're just setting it up now to allow him to operate under under the budget so that's
1: for 50,000 50 thousand 50, Yes. okay motion to approve uh, uh, Fire utilities uh, blanket purchase order for $50,000.
3: Wait, do we need to address these separately though? We've got the motion on the table for the first one, or do we need to come out together? I'm sorry, you're right.
5: Yeah. Go ahead. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr.
1: Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. And I will now make a motion uh, for a blanket purchase order for $50,000 for fire utilities.
3: Second.
5: Discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James?
4: Aye. (coughs)
0: We're going to move on to roads maintenance and recreation report. Mr. Cullins.
4: Okay, the first thing I have is that I've given you all a list, uh, basically an inventory of our trucks uh, that are used by the maintenance department. Uh, Attached to that is a capital program like what we would like to do in the next few years. Uh, the, The international at the top. Uh, is, is the oldest truck that is still in our fleet as an extra truck, <coughs> even though we bought 51 one to replace it now that our parks has expanded and that we're doing uh, all the mowing in house along with the treatment of uh, all our public spaces as far as weeds, uh, also fertilizer, we need more vehicles obviously, so that's what that's being used for. Uh, whereas this year in 2020, we'd like to replace uh, two one which is uh, 15 years old, uh, needs a lot of work, as you can see on, on here, 88,000 plus miles. Uh, the miles aren't extremely a lot, but with those miles comes a lot of idle also, and rust uh, because of you know a lot of the salt that they're in all the time, so there's a lot of, of rust on, on those frames. So we're looking to re- replace that this year, along with uh, the pickup truck, which is, <coughs> excuse me a 2001 has 132,000 miles on it right now we're using that to uh, pull our second unit that uh, cuts grass on our public spaces right and all that it's got plenty of power but it's just not heavy enough uh, we worry a little bit about the stopping power on that it needs a lot of work it's got some oil leaks on it and uh, <coughs> so we're looking to replace that and that be moved for a mechanic to be used as a service truck right now because he doesn't have one, so if he has to go out in the field, he's always scrambling for a truck uh, We're trying to find a blazer or something that he can drive. So uh, if if you look down at the uh, (coughs) capital program, we're looking to make that into a service truck. And then later in 2022 with our small dump, we would like to just keep that dump and take the bed off of it, put a service body on it so he could use that. It's a much heavier truck and then we would get rid of that pickup, which uh that that should be at the last as a service truck from now for that. So uh, if you have any questions uh, about any of these trucks or our capital mm-hmm. program, I'd be happy to answer those for you.
3: So I'm confused who's going to be driving the new pickup then and what's the purpose of that pickup?
4: That is going to be for the parks. And uh, that's pulling a trailer with line
3: Okay, so it's replacing the one currently doing that, it yes. will that. and we'll be hauling that. Okay, the one
4: that's currently doing that is going to go to mechanic for a service truck.
0: Okay, all right. CF350. That is the 350.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Desai uh, has a, a couple of uh, resolutions <coughs> for those. You entertain those. Yes.
3: I I I'm sorry. I had a few other questions about it first. I I've seen some of the backup materials for this, and I just for my own education. Um, Uh, Did we solicit pricing from multiple sources for that? I understand there was, on on the bill of sale or proposal, I saw it said there was a a government discount of some kind, I think, but did we uh, look elsewhere for that as well? How did we go about doing this and choosing the pricing? We did
4: look elsewhere, and uh, so we chose that price because it's below the state bid. Mm -hmm. Uh, This this company has worked real well with us. Uh, We went for a state bid first, obviously which was at Middletown Ford, We called Kings. Their government uh, concession was even better than the government pricing. We also called Castrucci, they couldn't touch it. So this was the cheapest price that we found on the F-350.
3: Are those the sources we typically go to when we bid around or do we look statewide or in Kentucky or elsewhere? I'm, I'm no, usually curious. usually
4: in, in this area, uh, usually we do state bid, but if we compete with <coughs> state bid, then we don't put out for, you know, we don't necessarily advertise if it's lower than state bid. Mm-hmm. And, and, ha- and then the other trucks are, are on state bid, the freight okay. liners. Okay. The freight line.
3: and, and how urgent is this need? Currently, I know you've got the capital plan here to follow with that. Mm-hmm. Use uh, of the brakes are, are not so good on that in hauling mowing equipment. Yeah, That's
4: 350. It's desperately needed. So by the time so we'll be back. doing
3: mowing, we need it. Yes.
4: <laughs> okay. Yes. We're all borrowed time with that truck now. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Well, one other question of our administrator then, because we're depending on you to be our. The board's eyes and ears on the money and having a fresh look on all of this. Does this expense make sense at this time from your
6: perspective? I think so, given the maintenance cost and the fact that it has been planned out. um, I I don't see any reason not to follow the plan at this point.
12: Okay. (coughs) That answers my questions. Thank you, Mr. Chairman have a resolution for the board's consideration authorizing a contract for the purchase of a 2021 (coughs) Freightliner M2106 truck and dispensing with a second reading motion
3: I'll second that
0: discussion Mr. Porter Mr. LaBarbera aye
12: Mr. Weedman, aye Mr. James aye (coughs) Mr. Chairman I have another resolution for the board's consideration authorizing a contract for the purchase of equipment for installation on a 2021 Freightliner m two one oh six truck and dispensing with the second reading.
1: Motion.
3: I'll second that. Question here, though, first, if I may. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this is for equipment to add on to the dump truck, I assume. Wait. Correct. The
4: first okay. one is just a cabin chassis. The second one is the bed, plow, salt machine, hydraulics, electric needed to run, all that. And are
3: these things replacing existing equipment we've been using on a truck you're retiring, or yes. what? okay? And those things are worn out. Yes. Okay. And and same
4: that truck will be auctioned.
3: Okay. And same question for our <laughs> administrator. Then do you view this as a valid expense as to what you've seen in our finances and our needs? Yes. Thank you. Mr. Porter.
12: Mr. Barber. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Chairman, I have another resolution for the board's consideration authorizing a contract for the purchase of a Ford F-350 pickup truck and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second.
0: Discussion. Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. (coughs) Thank you, gentlemen. Tracy, you have something else?
4: Yes, the traffic study RFQ results for Montgomery and Kenwood Roads. I I know uh, uh, you had this in your packet, and we're looking at that as if you remember, uh, you had asked us to put out an RFQ for uh, a traffic study at the Montgomery-Kenwood intersection that would uh, include the the property that was in question earlier tonight on Montgomery Road that the township owns uh, in in regards to uh, improving the traffic flow at that intersection. So we we put that RFQ out. we got three uh, submittals with that from TEC, Strand, and Kleinjers. I also uh, sent those over to the county. Uh, Mr. Steve Rudelschoffer and myself went through the ratings uh, as far as who we thought uh, put the best submittal in. Uh, TEC came in first with us, Strand second, Kleinjers third. Talked to Hamlin County. Uh, Jeff Newby, the traffic engineer from Hamlet County, called me. Uh, he said that uh, they thought the TDC would do the best job uh, because they are a quality company and their familiarity with the area. And they thought climbers would be second to strand third. So uh, <coughs> both, of, uh, both of the jurisdictions selected TDC, uh, my suggestion would be that that would be who would be hired to do the traffic stuff.
0: My opinion on that is we should, uh, no, I would say none of this, uh, uh, that should be addressed and paid for by the developer, whoever that is who purchases that land. I would say we forget about that study for right now.
1: I think this was a study that we were trying to determine. uh, We heard during the CIG uh, case that uh, the biggest problem we had was that the Kenwood Corridor was going to get increased amount of traffic and our goal was to try to figure out how we could resolve that issue and this was to address the request by the residents to resolve that issue Um, uh, it also encompasses the property that we own which was purchased for the purposes of access management and um, uh, I think that this is a a prudent a prudent thing for us to be doing right now Um, we know that the bottleneck is at Montgomery and Kenwood Road. We know that engineers have told us that our county engineer has told us that, and so I think that is the that should be our focus. That we should try to determine how we can better move traffic through that intersection. So um, I'm I'm in favor of the uh, of the proposal.
3: I have some questions about it here. Actually, I, I've looked through the backup materials <coughs> we have as to the ratings that. Um, Mr. Kellams and Mr. Rudashofer did and uh, there are several categories in there again I'm, I'm new to this and unfamiliar so I'm going to ask what <coughs> may be dumb questions but um, for the first uh, four rating categories uh, all three applicants were rated identically it was only the last two the uh, past performance and the project approach where the ratings differed a bit and I'm wondering what what standards do you and Mr. R- Mr. Uh, apply in analyzing those things? Are there particular things you're looking for in the letters of interest that you get? Uh, I've, I've looked at the letters of interest too, and I see they they express in different ways what they plan to do, but many seem to be about the same. Or do you go by past performance of that particular contractor with the township or with ODOT? Do you reach out to others? All,
4: all three. Yeah. So uh, the first three, uh, you know, one is project managers. They all have very good project manager with a lot of experience <coughs> that we thought had equal experience and, and know-how. Uh, when you get down to the bottom, we were talking about consultants' past performance and project approach. We do call other people, plus uh, their performance w- on township uh, projects in the past, along with calling Hamlin County, which is why I called the county to, to get their input to see what they thought. Mm-hmm. So we do call around also.
3: For these in particular, did you call around other than to the county?
4: Uh, We called, uh, I called ODOT, and I called uh, English.
3: Did you ask about particular projects they had listed as their prior projects? I know each of them listed several things they had worked on. And,
4: and just ask them how their performance was on that project.
11: Mm-hmm.
3: Do we have experience with all three of these who provided the LOIs?
4: Oh, uh, we do. We have experience with all of them, but not necessarily on the traffic stuff. We have experience with TC and Strand. We just have uh, experience with them on construction. They, uh, not construction administration but design Uh, they are the ones that are doing the roundabout at conray right now Mm -hmm. so that that is my experience with them Mm -hmm.
3: cost wise do we have a, a basis we can compare them on as to what this might cost going forward if the township were to move ahead with engaging them we do not that wasn't actually a factor in the bidding process was it
4: no because it's not a bid it's just a a request for qualifications Mm -hmm. and then after you get the request for qualifications (laughs) then you go back to the top firm for a proposal Mm -hmm. and negotiate with them on that and if you can't come to a negotiation uh, settlement then you would move on to your second Mm -hmm. but that is not part of the RFQ okay okay
3: we don't have a motion on the table yet as to this either, but we, we are discussing this since it's come up as part of your report. I, I see merits in having this done. I also see merits in potentially having someone else pay for it if there is a uh, potential for development there, on the other hand. Um, Tracy, can you give us some idea of what this sort of thing typically does cost? Do we have a baseline from which we can do that from
4: prior traffic studies? I really don't have a baseline on this because it's different than other traffic development involved in that also i mean that that would be the only other thing is you know what kind of development are we going to put in there you know how how much traffic is that going to add You know, what would be the best for the council you know that would be up to you gentlemen
3: well is knowing the kind of development that would go in there something necessary to doing the study
4: it's not necessary no it would definitely help you know i mean if you're going to put a strip mall in, or if you're going to put a you know, five-story office building, mm-hmm. it would obviously change the traffic, uh, not only the count, but the pattern also.
3: The, the LOIs we solicited, I, I know our proposal for seeking them said we anticipated we'd be deciding this by next week, but uh, the actual start date was projected a few months further out, wasn't it? If we don't decide this now and, and punt this to a later meeting, is there any harm in doing that?
4: No harm, as far as I see, I and mean, it's going to take a while to get the study done. It all depends on, you know, you, I would think you would want this study done before we looked at any kind of development to know what we <coughs> can do with that intersection to help improve the traffic.
3: Is there any guesstimate you could provide as to what something li- like this might cost, or might, you know, head, head north of, anyway?
4: I mean, if I had to guess, I'm, I'm probably north of 20,000. Mm-hmm. imagine.
3: Let me ask our administrator again. I know you've been involved in some discussions with people who are interested in that site in various ways. Is this something that, uh, from your perspective, you think the trustees should move ahead on right now, or should we consider this a little more?
6: Well, you could you could look at it both ways. It's been discussed. Do we need to know what the extent of the bottleneck is now before anything happens in, in on that property? But I also kind of like the idea of not paying for it, and and uh, so if we were going to ask the developer to pay for it or share in it, we would have to know what was going in there uh, to add that prompt to the study.
3: Is that something the township can require at the proposal stage of a project, request a developer who has a proposal for a, a rezoning or some uh, purchase or, or sale of the land in this instance to provide a traffic study before the township would consider it?
6: Well, sure, you can negotiate anything, um, uh, and, and I've seen it done done both ways.
4: I mean, the only thing I would like to add is is that I would think that we would want somebody that was working for us to find out the solution, not somebody that's working for the developers. Yeah,
3: that, that is a very good point,
0: yes. We use TEC an awful lot. Yeah, they're the best traffic in the city. I,
3: I'd I'd be comfortable punting on this to our next meeting at least if there's no real urgency right now. I'd I'd like to study it a little more myself and maybe talk with you some more about it, Tracy. Okay.
0: So, and I'm in agreement with uh, Mr. James. <laughs> you
3: have you to should. specify which Tom up here nowadays. <laughs> That's tom, right. Tom.
6: <laughs> they don't need a motion since not. Yeah, the only
12: motion would be if you want to move forward with it. Tracy but just to be clear Mr. James on if I'm understanding at the uh, workshop that will occur in a couple weeks you're asking for it to be discussed at that workshop
3: I, I think we should have it on the agenda to discuss then again yes
0: okay. so. mr. Collins
4: okay next I have a, uh, a PO that I'd like to explain this for Sycamore water main work uh, this is a purchase order Now, this is for new water main and services uh, all along the Sycamore Road project, uh, the whole length from Plainfield Road to Kenwood Road. Now, Waterworks is paying for this. We just included it in our contract with our contractor. Waterworks has already given us $930,627.60, which we have deposited in in our bank. So uh, they, they, the way we usually do these projects is they include it in our uh, in our bid so that we have one contractor doing the whole project. They front us 85% of the money as the water main is put in. We pay for it all the way up to the end. Uh, the, they reimburse us for the remaining uh, part of after the 85% is gone when the project is <coughs>
1: Tracy, what are the last three digits on that?
4: $1,094,856. $856, Eight, five, six.
1: okay. Um, I'll make a motion to approve uh, a purchase order for $1,094,856 uh, for uh, Sycamore Water Main Work uh, in our road project.
3: And I will second that.
1: Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarba?
5: Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James.
3: Aye.
2: <coughs> Mr. Cullens.
4: <coughs> okay, uh, next is a car show. We've got a date for the car show on August first. Super 60s is the club. Uh, I know you guys have been up there before and seen it. They do a great job for us. We will be going ahead and advertising show and shine also. JD Hughes, so uh, we're looking to get <coughs> as the DJ again. So just wanted to get that date out there for you. That will be August first at Shore Park. Kay. Okay. And then uh, besides that, uh, going back to to maintenance, I, I uh, we had put a couple trucks on Gov deals, a couple of our old ones that we thought we might get four or five hundred bucks for because. They were really worn out. One was a 1979 Ford tractor. I actually hate to see it leave because it's the only piece of equipment that was here when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> so, the bid on that was actually, surprisingly, $3,925. Wow. So uh, we're, we're very happy to see that. And then the other one was our 2000 stake body. Uh, and the bid on that was $4,150. So those both brought in more than we ever expected they would. Uh, The only other thing I have is uh, as far as parks go, we're still accepting applications for a park advisory committee. We've got another application today. I know Mr. Ward's (coughs) been uh, getting some of those in and uh, we'll be sharing those with you uh, when, when the time comes than that uh, we've been working on the website under Jason Petty has been working with Beth a lot uh, they've done a lot with the fields as far as putting the, uh, the rules up there maps of all the fields price lists for all the fields I believe uh, you can also uh, reserve the fields right online now can't you Beth okay so that's all online now <laughs> and uh, working out well and the baseball diamonds are filling up. Uh, There's been quite a demand for them, so uh, if anybody wants one, they uh, need to move quickly.
3: Question about that. Is Moeller leasing the baseball diamonds up north again this year, is that an ongoing thing? Yes. Okay. And do you happen to know, are are they paying rent for that, and what are they paying? They are. Okay. We had a lease with them originally that I think expired of its own accord. Are we just following those terms still, or do we have an actual renewed lease?
4: I would have to defer to Mr. Petty on that. I have not read that.
3: Okay. We if we don't have a lease in place and they're continuing to use it, I would think <laughs> we should have one in place just so we know who's liable for what if something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. So maybe Mr. Desai could look into that as well.
9: Be happy to. Yeah, thank you.
4: <clears throat>
0: Tracy you done?
4: I I just one other quick thing on the as you remember we had the uh Fields are a corridor open house uh, that was attended very well by the residents. Got a lot of uh, input from there. Uh, wanted you to know that we heard quite a few talk about sidewalks. <coughs> we did have a meeting with Sharonville and Hamlin County and all three consultants uh, considering a safe route to schools uh, grant that would be good for sidewalks. Uh, Sharonville is the one that will be uh, heading that up. They have submitted something on behalf of us and them. We'll be waiting to see what what comes of that. But in the meantime, we're going to try to, uh, we're changing the plans a little, to grade, uh, the roundabout, the intersection, everything out, that it can have sidewalks uh, put in at a later date. So just wanted to pass that along.
3: That, that brings to mind another question. I'm sorry to keep peppering you with questions here, Tracy. but um, Ms. Gannis, in a prior meeting, had asked about the possibility of a sidewalk on at least a limited portion of Galberth Road on the Jewish Hospital side of it because it's difficult to, to walk along through there. Uh, there's just grass there. Is, is that something we've ever looked at? Is that something extraordinarily costly or that we'd run um, into great expense for? Or is I'd that something we could to, do?
4: Yeah, I'd have to look at it. I don't know if there's – the main thing Uh, I believe there's a crosswalk at the intersection, though there's a sidewalk on the other side so have used that, but we can definitely look into it. Yeah, if you could
3: take a look at it at least and let's see whether it's something that is potentially feasible, yes. not at great cost, then, yeah, thanks. Get a copy okay. of
4: that, yes. <coughs>
0: That's all I have, sir. Perkin. The law director report.
12: Uh, Mr. Chair, thank you. Uh, just two items. Uh, first I want to report I've received uh, an email from um, the uh, administ- or, I'm sorry the uh, uh, manager over at uh, Deer Park uh, indicating that on January 13, 2020 uh, Deer Park passed a resolution approving the agreement with Sycamore Township to enter into a joint economic development district uh, for the property um, that I believe CIG is developing. Uh, so we're awaiting a fully executed contract from them, and I expect <coughs> at the ne- next workshop meeting I'll be presenting the trustees with a uh, uh, signature page to countersign. So that's good news, and I know uh, Mr. Warwick has been working hard um, with uh, the manager over there to uh, get the Jed uh, the board meeting set up. So uh, you should be hearing news <coughs> about that um, as we move towards uh, the end of winter. Um, The second thing I just wanted to mention, um, even though I don't know much about it, but I thought it would be interesting for folks to know, uh, because we all undergo, whether you're a nurse or you're a lawyer or you're a government official, ongoing training and you try to avail yourself of opportunities, and I believe there's an event coming up with the uh, Township Association here in the near future that I thought one of the trustees might want to Mention, I don't know if you were planning on mentioning that in the comments, but (coughs) something the residents might want to know about. Yeah, I I was. Yeah, so Mr. Reeman's going to talk about that, but that's all I have. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, uh, Administrative report, and our administrator, Mr. Warwick.
6: Yeah, I'd like to uh, uh, mention the uh, Park Advisory Committee. Um, We did put a structure uh, on the website and on Facebook as people apply, and I would point out that that structure has not been approved by the board. So at some point when we have a roster of folks and we bring it back, we are going to ask the board to approve that structure or direct us to amend it. We currently have five applicants, and I believe uh, uh, the structure that we borrowed from another uh, local government uh, was calling for six plus, Plus Jason, plus Jason to Petty chair uh, to chair it. So we've got we we have five uh, applicants right now. It'd be nice to get some more, and it'd be nice to get them a little more spread out in other areas of the township. So we'll we'll go ahead and ask for some some more again, and then uh, uh, I guess when we get to the next meeting, the workshop, we ought to uh, explain to the board where we're at and uh, maybe ask for advice or approval on the, on the structure. Um, next item I have is uh, a little update on the computer uh, update uh, upgrade. Um, we had come to the board and asked for uh, approval to spend up to $75,000. We were still negotiating at the time, but we had some urgency because uh, the Windows 7 was no longer supported. Uh, Happy to report that even uh, right after that meeting and our negotiations that week, we uh, had a a quote from a couple different places and we had uh, settled on uh, a price of $66,300. The committee took uh, a little closer look. and uh, asked a lot of good questions, uh, uh, Chief Penny, Tracy, and Skyler uh, had a lot of good ideas. Skyler kind of walked point on it and we were able to get everything that we needed for 57878 So we came in well under the $75,000. We appreciate the board giving us that much room to roam, but uh, that one Turned out uh, pretty good. Thank you. All of the hardware is in, right, Skyler?
8: Uh, it, it is downstairs, ready to be set up.
6: Okay, so hopefully it'll be installed here over the next two or three weeks.
12: License?
6: The the license cost is in the service agreement, which has not been finalized yet. We just purchased the hardware. Yeah, that'll be coming before the board any time now. We're still negotiating that.
3: Let me suggest, if I could, Mr. McGrew does have some expertise in that area. If he's interested in taking a look at that, by all means, make a request, Doug.
6: That's a good thought too. Okay. Uh, next, uh, the, a timekeeping system was mentioned uh, uh, by our law director. He had concerns with the way we were doing it in the modern age, and so we talked to Paycor, which is our, our payroll company, and said, "Do you can you recommend something like that?" Well, the person who came and met with us knew exactly what the problem was. I hate to admit that our law director might have been right about something, <laughs> but uh, he was. He said, "I know exactly, I know exactly what the uh, what the issue is, and here's what everybody is doing," kind of a thing. So, we, I put in your packet a little explanation of what this will be. It's not like the old days of using a time clock. Uh, it People can actually uh, clock in on their phone or on a computer. Uh, their supervisor and HR department can can uh, watch it and help with any discrepancies and override them, uh, but it will give us a much better track of um, a, met- a much better record, I guess, would be the thing to say, so that we, if we ever have a, a problem in the future. Um, It's twelve hundred dollars to set it up, and there's a monthly charge of seventy some dollars, I believe. This would just pertain to uh, maintenance and administration. The fire department has a separate uh, timekeeping system that that uh, would not be included in this. Um, So it it's uh, it can be taken care of within budget, and If you want us to move forward with it, uh, we can do that. It also will streamline some of the work that Beth has to do in gathering uh, the time each week. And it can do extra things that we don't think we need to probably engage at this time.
0: We don't need a motion on that. You're under? We're under the $2,500. let let
3: me ask if i could to both beth and tracy because you guys will be dealing with this a lot do you have any qualms about this particular system and using it or does it seem like it's going to be useful for what you do based on the recommendation we got from mr Desai that we need to do something
6: But during that yeah. time, we'll if we notice somebody didn't clock in and we know they're working, we'll, we can go back and fix it.
3: Yeah. They'll still get paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's vote. Yeah. <laughs> that on that. You you're still up.
6: Yeah. Um, we. I have in your packet a draft of a traffic impact and economic impact study. This is for the portion of Kenwood Road that has the median. Uh, This particular uh, request for proposal was done free of charge by uh, citizen Jack Bloom, and the purpose of it is we could use this document to go out and get requests uh, for proposals. Uh, The next step though with this. Would be to uh, send it down to the county engineers and get their input, uh, which also doesn't cost anything, uh, other than the amount of money we send to the county anyway. But uh, um, if you want us to proceed, that would be the next next thing we should do
12: with this.
0: And I highly recommend that we do that.
12: Do we need a motion for that? Yeah, there should be a motion to, to uh, continue with this by <coughs> sending it to the county engineer to Mr. Hubbard's office.
3: Okay, I, I so move. Second. So just to be clear then, though, there, there's no cost to us to do no. this from this point to get this put together and even to issue the RFP. It would only be if we accept it at that point. There's a cost.
6: Yeah, If the, after we have the county's input, we'll bring it back to you. And then, yes, yeah, so if we... The only cost for requesting proposals would be whatever vehicle or vehicles we happen to use to put out the request. But I don't think it would cost anything okay. to do that.
0: Mr. Porter?
5: Mr. Lua Barber? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James?
6: Aye. <clears throat> okay. Uh, just a quick update on the, the township openness initiatives because <laughs> um, several things were. T- talked about and several things have been done as you can see we do have have uh, video cameras now um, and some time ago the trustees moved the uh, the even the workshops into this meeting room when uh, they were holding some of them in the conf- conference room in um, uh, before uh, we're trying to make the website titling and the attachments of all when we put agendas and minutes and all of those things a little more, arranged a little more logically so they're easier to access. Um, And we're trying to get the copies of the agenda items out to the public before the meetings. They are in draft form, so sometimes you're gonna notice that they may get revised even as we get to the meetings because we're, we're giving a lot of this, all this information to the trustees up front and when they, they, they many times are gonna come back and say, hey, what is this? And maybe we have to change the agenda a little bit, but we're trying to get that in your hands. Uh, as the first draft as soon as uh, uh, we have it. Um, we're putting the draft resolutions on the, on the screen. Uh, all of the, the data that is provided for the trustees and the fiscal officer We also have two desk copies out there that have everything that they're looking at. Um, We really don't want to go to the expense of trying to guess how many people are coming to the meeting and and make that many copies, but if anybody would want to see everything they have, their shared copies will will be available. Um, um, We did some additional furniture. Obviously, we rearranged the room a little bit. We want to pay attention to to making all of this very accessible. Um, uh, We wanna uh, take a look at our newsletter um, and maybe get it available more on an electronic basis. We now do a mailing that costs, I can't remember, $1,800 or something uh, every quarter when we do it. I don't know if that can be converted to uh, full electronic over time, but we're gonna try to to improve the electronic uh, version of it. Um, I think that's it. Uh, we have a suggestion box out there if anybody wanted to add to uh, add to those items.
0: Mr. Ward, I just wanna thank you for the minutes because um, that's something I had complained about for two years and on occasion would get the minutes at four o'clock on the day of the meeting that began at seven o'clock and I thank you for your work in that area. And while we're talking about openness, uh, Mr. Warwick uh, social media is at times disturbing but there was a posting in reference to the township and the quote is they are going through offices throwing away really nice furniture just so they can have brand new and I realize this is the First Amendment right and so anybody can do what they, they want to do right whenever they want to do but let's clarify that because uh, I happen to be here the day that the furniture was being taken out of your office. Would you explain that and what the cost of uh, your brand new furniture is in your office?
6: Well, it's not brand new, but um, the furniture that was in there was in uh, disrepair. Some of it could be salvaged that we took downstairs. Uh, and I went out to the liquidator place, the same place that the fire department has bought some uh, office uh, furniture before. And I, I bought a, uh, a used set of furniture. To replace that,
0: and what did, what did you pay for that? All of, all
6: the stuff together was, uh, I think, fourteen hundred dollars and a couple hundred dollars for setup.
0: While we're on openness, um, as our administrator, are we going to raise taxes in Sycamore Township Can, in, in the near future?
6: Well, I don't think so. Okay, you know, I don't know why we would do that.
0: Let me ask our assistant administrator. Tracy Collins, are we going to raise taxes in the near future? I don't. I certainly hope not. Would you repeat that? I certainly hope not. Okay, that's all. I just. <laughs> I have, a, I have, a I have no
3: plans for that either, Albert. Okay, <laughs> I
0: will say I. I have a concern about about that because it was posted on social media, not <laughs> once, not twice, but several times. And let me let me add to that. If it's a Jane Doe who's posting this, it really means nothing. Then it's a First Amendment right, as we all know, Mr. Weidman. You can say whatever you want to say, absolutely. But when your wife is Karen, and she's posting it on social media, and you are the assistant administrator, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I, I would think she has credibility because she has inside information. So I'm just throwing that out there, and I know that that's First Amendment right. But uh, I'm glad you clarified that by saying that we're not going to raise taxes. So I, I thank you for that answer. Mm-hmm. We Mr. Work?
6: Yeah, to return to the agenda, the, the, um, the, the contract that the uh, trustees asked us to uh, negotiate and, and finalize with ESP, which is the folks that are doing the uh, videoing, that that contract has been ex- executed at the prices that the board uh, saw
3: if I could make a comment also first of all uh, welcome to ESP media
6: and uh, there
3: are people who are here operating the cameras live and doing a live production here which isn't being live stream yet but will be soon um i'd like to commend my fellow trustees for making that happen thank you both you're welcome and uh, mr weaveney you set that in motion before the end of the year before i took office to start getting video in here and i I appreciate that um i'd like to thank the staff also i know a lot of these uh, changes in the way we've been doing some of the things here in the township to make sure we're communicating even better than before has been a burden for some uh, some of you just in changing habits more than anything else not out of not wanting to do that and I, i don't mean to suggest that but uh, I, I appreciate all the extra work that has <coughs> gone into that to get some of these new processes in place. So, thank you all. Um, and, and answering all my questions about that, I know is probably annoying sometimes, but I, as I said, I'm learning. I'm a newbie here. So, thank you.
6: <laughs> I have one last item, Mr. Chairman. It's a re- resolution that uh, uh, raises the funds to the CIC, which is the clearinghouse for the folks who. Work in a jed but live in the township and they're able to get the earnings tax refunded to them uh, we put a little bit of money in uh, at the right at the beginning of the year and the practice was to every quarter put twenty thousand dollars in or so well we have a track record now we know how much we're going to spend in there so we're just asking uh, to put seventy thousand dollars in uh, with this <coughs> resolution and that will that will have the money in the CIC for the rest of the year.
1: I make a motion to uh, transfer seventy thousand dollars to our
12: s- oh you do I'm sorry yeah, go yeah. sorry um, Mr. Chair yes to Mr. Wark are you finished yep Wait, oh, yes Mr, Mr. Chair sorry. I have yes, Mr Chair I have a resolution authorizing and directing a transfer of funds to the Sycamore Township CIC Inc. the designated community improvement corporation of Sycamore Township for funding grants and operating costs and dispensing with the second reading. Motion
3: Second. It, if I, yeah, actually, I'd just like to note something here um, for the public's knowledge. Here, uh, I'd like to commend Mr. Desai first of all for working on this and other resolutions. If if anyone out there actually reads these things, besides the two lawyers up here and the trustee, the other trustees as well. Um, I've made it my mission and Mr. Desai has also made it his mission to make some of these a little more explanatory than they might have been in the past as to the basis for some of these and what they're doing. So you'll see with it here on the screen there's a title, there are a bunch of uh, things that we lawyers call recitals there where it has all those whereas clauses saying why we're doing things. So that 10 years from now if someone looks back to see what happened in a resolution, it's got some context, which is useful because sometimes you lose that and you've got to go dig it out of minutes and other things. That's not to criticize what's gone on before, it's just a way to be more informative about this here. So, uh, people also like to joke that uh, lawyers used to get paid by the word, so maybe adding more words is something we can't help but do. Um, but uh, Mr. Desai is not being paid that way, I assure you. <laughs> so, so, but we, we hope this is something the public appreciates and, and the trustees appreciate too as we look at these um, and consider them, so we know what we're doing and putting them
6: in place.
0: <clears throat> that figure of seventy thousand in the past, what we've done is uh, every few months we keep coming back, kept coming back. So this way it'll hold it for a while.
6: Yeah, this should this should get us through the year, I think.
0: Right. Mr. Porter. Mr.
5: Barber? Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James.
0: Aye. <coughs> That's all I have. That's it? Okay, we'll go to uh, zoning department and Mr. Miller.
8: Sure. Uh, just to let everyone know that the uh, Land Use Steering Committee um, is, is now meeting biweekly, uh, Monday mornings at 8.30. Uh, we actually just had a meeting, it was January 28th, uh, and so we'll have, we'll have our next one uh, next week. Tracy? We, we actually moved that, it's not on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's Wednesday, yeah. So so we do flex just a little bit based on um, uh, timing and availability of our members. Uh, but generally they're gonna be on Monday mornings, bi-weekly, uh, held in this in this meeting room and uh, open for uh, um, you know, to the public to sit in and view. You know. uh, recently, at our last meeting, we talked about uh, the Montgomery Road corridor and uh, we see that changing over the next 10 to 20 years. Um, the website uh, needs to be updated to reflect some of these uh, uh, <coughs> changes in the, the meeting format, and that'll be done shortly. That's all I have.
0: Okay. Thank you, Mr. Miller. Uh, fiscal officer, report. Um, Mr. No,
5: Porter. no communications.
0: Okay. Trustees' comments. Mr. Weedman. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to mention, uh, so we move this meeting to Tuesday from Thursday because um, we have our Ohio Township Association Conference in Columbus, which goes from uh, Wednesday through, it actually closes on Saturday, but I'm not sure how many people actually stay till Saturday. But um, So we'll all be attending in, uh, one or I think, one or two days uh, up there. And um, we also... Um, our Hamilton County Township Association uh, is meeting with our doing having our annual um, meeting with a, with the county engineer, which is uh, s- s- obligated by state law. Um, we will have be having that on February twenty seventh, and that will be in uh, Green Township. Uh, Mr. James,
3: yes, I had a few comments here. Um, if I can find my notes under all the paper in front of me here, let's see. Um, it, I wanted to make a few comments about the issue of the festival, because that's something that's been coming up on social media. I know Mr. McGrew, in particular, has been quite concerned about that in some postings, so wanted to bring up, and, and Kim as well, yes, thank you, uh, and, and others as well. Something I wanted to address, and I, I had something to put up on the screen about that, if we could get that up, Skyler, just some numbers that I've looked into um, before, stay there for a second. Um, First of all, in our our meeting last month, the trustees made no decision as to the festival, which effectively means it's not going to happen in the prior form because of that. Uh, We didn't move to proceed with it. Uh, I have concerns about the expense of the festival, historically, and moving ahead with it, with the uh, sort of banned names we've been hiring, some of which actually have some of the original members in them still and often don't, but we're paying for the name at least. Um, I've got no problem with doing some sort of festival in the park, on the other hand. I think we should do some things for the community, Uh, not necessarily for the broad uh, metropolitan area or the multi-state region as we've been advertising some of it in the past. And so uh, if we could move to the next slide, you'll see something, a form of something some of you have seen me put together before. I went back and got numbers from the township going back as far as uh, Debbie Campbell had spreadsheets going back accounting for the festival. That was back to 2004 and uh, put them together in a summary by year and then actually came up with this graph which shows you the uh, revenues there in green that we got in each year that includes donations from generous donors we had it includes revenues from booth fees um, uh, ride sales things like that the expenses shown on the gray bars there with the totals on top that's what the township actually put out total before uh, recapturing some money from the revenues. And then the red bars there at the bottom, that's what the net cost was in the end after you uh, subtract the revenues from the expenses we had. Some of those expenses got significant over time. And you see, in 2017, the peak was almost $190,000 in outlay, uh, and we recovered $33,000. So we were out a net $156,000 or so in cost that year. Um, I've used the term loss before, I'm using cost here because I understand some are sensitive to that, and this is a community event, and there are costs and things we do, certainly. Um, But the buildup of this over time was of great concern to me, and it's part of why I chose to (laughs) run for office. I recognize others have different views about spending that money, and I I respect that. Um, But this is something that had gotten my attention at the time. Um, I know other communities around us, Montgomery is one, Blue Ash is another, spend a good deal of money on their public events that they have each year. They spend more than we do. Um, They have different purposes in some of what they do, certainly, but I ask some of the other communities around us what they spend. Madeira is one I was curious about. Uh, Last year, my family and and many friends from Sycamore Township went to Madeira's fireworks celebration that they have. Let's go to the next slide. I I asked them for an accounting of that and, and was a little surprised comparing it to the cost of ours, Montgomery spends under $15,000 a year on their big fireworks celebration. They have bands, albeit local ones, not Jefferson Starship or, or people using that name. Um, they have food trucks there. They have, But they have fireworks. They had a huge crowd. I think they had more people there than we had at the Saturday night of our festival this year, most of them from the Madeira community and surrounding communities as well. So in 2019, they spent $14,772 in change. That's a heck of a lot less than we're spending on on what is a, a bigger event in terms of bands, certainly, but not necessarily attendance. So that got my attention. How do they do that? So then I thought, you know, Deer Park has their summer festival also. I wonder what they spend on that. They have a two-day festival like we've been having. Again, they don't have the big name bands, but it's a pretty nice event It uh, caters primarily to the Deer Park community, but others around there as well. So let's, let's move ahead to the numbers there. I asked for their accounting and got that pretty recently from them. Uh, the boxes in green there, that's the receipts coming in. The boxes in red, I know it's hard to read with the little print here, that's what they spent. I've got a summary on the next screen as you can see here though, let's move ahead total gross expenses, they spent, they outlaid just under $30,000. Uh, they broke that down in a few ways on that chart I showed you a minute ago. Um, they spent a little over $10,000 for booths and rides and so forth, and then just under another twenty for entertainment, again, including fireworks, by the way, local bands and so on. They brought in $43,000 and change there uh, from sponsors and vendors and other revenues. Mm-hmm. So let's move to the next slide here. As they put it, they made a fourteen thousand dollar profit on their festival people keep telling me nobody in government ever makes a profit on a festival now this is from government accounting numbers so i have no doubt there's a little fudging in there uh but nonetheless they they came out ahead cost wise on that and and that's impressive and I, i praise our neighbors in deer park for making that happen and and bringing this in with the budget they did beer sales were the big factor in that Uh, They are a city. We are not. There are different legal rules that apply as to being able to even sell beer. There are other ways that can happen with the township by contracting that out and giving revenues back, on the other hand. Uh, But the beer sales basically account for the the profit, as they put it there. If you net that out, though, the cost of the beer and the revenues from it, they still broke even. They actually made about $200 still, even after that compare that to our festival we we had receipts of a little over 33,000 in 2019 our gross outlay was 123,000 and change and our net cost after offsetting those two was a little over $90,000 our gross cost was four times theirs now yes we had big bands certainly but that's a pretty substantial difference Um, I'd like to see us do things in the park I'd like us to aim local for our residents They had shuttle services, as a matter of fact, or Madeira did anyway, I think Deer Park did. Um, The population of Madeira is about 9,000 people, so about half hours, but they cater to the surrounding area as well. So, again, slightly different communities, different structures of the communities. We are spread across three islands here uh, in our region of greater Cincinnati. They are a, a compact community, but they cater to the broader community as well. Again, a lot of people from Sycamore were there. A lot of people from Indian Hill a lot of people from Deer Park actually from Montgomery from Mason and other places I saw people from all those places there so they're able to do it on a substantially smaller budget that's something I think we can do too and it's something we need a new parks advisory committee to help with so if you could move ahead there again how you can help And anybody out there watching on video I hope there's someone out there watching on video soon when this goes out there and sees this who wasn't here that's part of why we're doing this Um, here's how you can help though you can help bring new and better events to our parks by getting involved in the parks advisory committee you can send your resume or a biography to Ray Warwick you can call the township building you can mail us a letter you can drop by you can put something in the suggestion box but hey help out please I know there are people who are unhappy that there's not going to be a big festival this year, like before, but help us make something great happen. Nonetheless, you've got great ideas. Let's do that. Let's pull together as a community and do something great for our community, where we're not spending $10,000 on radio advertising to bring people in from outside and thousands of dollars on other things. Let's do something for our residents. So here's how you can do this. If, If you can go to the next slide also if you've got ideas and suggestions I just want to remind people send that in if, if you've got a great idea for an event for a class you want to have for our community even we can do programming in the parks for things like that when the weather's nice or at a pavilion I understand the daughter of a, a township employee who uh, retired last year used to have couponing classes I, I don't know if that's still a thing or not but if it is that's an option there are other things that we all have talents for that we can help our community be a better place in our parks so please Get involved. Give us your ideas. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Mr. James. Um, I'll make my comments. If I have anything to do with the festival or an event when it resumes, uh, whatever we call it, whether it's a one day event or a five day event, any kind of a similar event, I want to make this very clear, very clear. The controversial beer booth will be run by a non political business. Or group the township will share in the revenue and have nothing to do with running the booth again it will be a non-political group running the beer booth in the future and I just want to note the uh, lot of concern about the Dillonvale uh, shopping center Deer Park uh, you may have seen this the branch library update their facility master plan is to relocate and expand within the Dillonvale shopping center their board of trustees will review a new lease for approximately 25,000 square feet. They want the old uh, TJ Maxx space and they're looking at a 10-year lease. So that probably will put to bed the uh, rumors of it going Section 8 housing. And uh, announcement uh, changes. Uh, the date change board of the zoning appeals meeting Tuesday, February the 18th at uh, 6.30 at the Township Administration Building. And uh, we're going to go into, we're going to take a, a break right now. i are going to motion to move <coughs> to an executive session. Make a motion. Do we uh, move to
1: an de- executive session for the purposes of litigation as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22G? Second.
5: Mr. LeBarber. Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Who do you want in the meeting?
1: Prayers. Um, I think we probably just Misty, need you, decide. you, you. Yeah. this group. Okay. okay.